I saw the Lord standing beside the altar and he said, Strike the tops of the pillar that the trash holds will shake and break them in pieces on the head of all of them. I will kill the last of them with the sword. There shall not one of them flee away and there shall not one of them escape. Though they dig into the shoal, they may hide take them and though they climb up to head, there I will bring them down. Though they hide themselves in the top of Camel, I will search and take them out of there and though they be hidden from my sight in the bottom of the sea, there will be a command the serpent and it will bite them. Though they go into the captivity before their enemies, there I will command the sword and it will kill them. I will set my eyes on them for evil and not for good. For the Lord, the Lord of hosts, is he who touches the land and it melts and all who dwells in it will mourn and it will rise up like the river and will sing again like the river of Egypt. It is he who builds his rooms in the heavens and has founded his vaults on the earth. He who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out of the surface of the earth and the Lord is his name. Are you not like the children of Ethiopians to me, children of Israel, says the Lord. Haven't I brought up Israel out of the land of Egypt and the Philistines from Kaptah and the Syrians from Kir. Behold, the eyes of the Lord God are the sinful kingdom and I will destroy it from all the surface of the earth except that I will not utterly destroy the house of Jacob, says the Lord. For behold, I will command and I will sit the house of Israel among all the nations as a grain is sifted in sieve, yet not least kennel would fall on the earth. All the sinners of my people will die, but the swords will say, even won't overtake me, meet us. In that day, I will raise up a tent of David, who is fallen, and close up its breaches, and then I will raise up its ruins, and I will build it as in the days of old, that they may possess the remnant of Edom, and then the nations who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does this. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the one who trends grapes, will, who sows seed and sweet wine, will drip from the mountains and from the hills. I will bring my people, Israel, back from the captive, and will rebuild the ruined cities and inhabit them and they will plant vineyards and drink wine from them they will they shall also make gardens and eat their fruit i will plant them on their land and they will no more be plucked up out of their land which i have given them says the lord your god father we thank you for the book of amos chapter 9 from verse 1 to 15 as Lord you say in these days the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the one trending the grapes will who sows seed and sweet wine will drip from the mountains and flow from the hills Father we pray that we must be those that will participate in this wine that will come from the mountains we pray that we must be the ones that will give thanks to you, O oh God. We pray that we must be the ones that we will experience a true gospel, a gospel of truth in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you this afternoon. We thank you for this Sabbath day. We thank you for the true day, Lord. 
that we are able to sit and worship you. We are able to stand and worship you. We are able to walk and praise you. We give you the glory or we give you the praise, Lord. Father, we pray that everything that we have planted, every seed that we have planted, we pray, Lord, that it must rise up and grow. Father, as you said, I will bring back my people. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. As this word speaks to our ears, let it penetrate our bones. Let it be an anointing that can never be reversed. Father, we declare and decree the words that you have spoken. That you say, blow the shofar in Zion and sound and alarm in holy mountains. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord comes for it's close at hand. A day of darkness and a gloominess, a cloud and thick darkness. As the dawn spreading on the mountains, a great strong people. There has never been like, neither will there be any more after them, even to the years of the generations. A flower devours before them, a behind them, a flame burns, and the land is at the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yes, no one has escaped them. Their appearance is at the appearance of the horses and the horsemen. So do they run. Like the noise of the chariots of the tops of the mountains, do they leap like the noise of the flame of fire that devours the stumble. A strong people set in battle ray. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the people that we are rising up. A strong people that are set in a battle ray. A people that said we are armed and strong and ready for a battle. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You said in your word in the book of Jewel chapter 2, they run like mighty men, they climb the walls like warriors, they each march in his line, and they don't swerve, of course. Neither does one jostle another. They march everyone in his path, and they burst through the defenses and don't break ranks. They rush on the city, they run on the wall, they climb up into the houses, they enter in at the windows like thieves. The earthquakes before them, the heavens tremble, the sun and the moon are darkness, and the stars withdraw their shining. And the Lord thunders his voice before his army, for his forces are very great, for he is a strong one who obeys his command, for the day of the Lord is great and very awesome, and who can enjoy it? Yet, even says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. Tear your heart, and not your garments, and turn the Lord. Turn to the Lord your God, for he is a gracious and a merciful, slow to anger, abundant in loving kindness, and relents from sending calamity. Who knows, he may turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meal offering and a drink offering to the Lord your God. Blow the shofar in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assemble. Gather the people, sanctify the assemble, assemble the elders, gather the children, those whose, whose nest from, from peace let the bridegroom go out of his room and the bride out of it room. Let the priests, the ministers of the words, weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, spare your people, Lord, and don't give your heritage to reproach that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the people, where is their God? Where is their God? 
Then the Lord jealous, I mean, then the Lord was jealous for his land and had pity on his people. Then the Lord answered his people, Behold, I will send you grain, new wine, and oil, and you shall be satisfied with them, and I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. I will remove the northern army far away from you, and I will drive it into a barren, desolate land, its front into the eastern sea, and back into the western sea, and stench will come up, and its bad smell will rise. Surely he has done great things. Land, don't be afraid. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Don't be afraid, your animals of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness spring up. The tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine tree, they are strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he gives you the former rain in just measure, and he causes the rain to come down for you, for the former rain and the latter rain as before. The threshing floors will be full of wheat, and the vase will overflow with new wine and oil. I will restore the years to you, the, the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the great locust, the grasper, and the grasshopper, and the caterpillar, my great army, which I sent among you, says the Lord. The Lord says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the great locust, the grasshopper, and the caterpillar, my great army, which I have sent among you, says the Lord. You will have plenty to eat and be satisfied, and I will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people will never again be disappointed. I declare and decree that you shall never be disappointed again. Everything that the locust has taken from you, it shall be restored in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It will happen afterwards. That I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And also on the servants and on the inmates of those days, I will pour out my spirit. I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood, fire, and the pillars of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into the blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord comes. It will happen that whosoever will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion in Jerusalem, there will be those who escape and the Lord has said, and among the remnant, those whom the Lord calls. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Reading from the book of Jewel. And the Lord says, I will remove the northern army far away from you. And I will drive it into the barren and the desolate land. I will remove what has been taken from you. I will remove what has been scattering things from you. I will take it away. I will remove what has been a devourer from you. I will remove anything that has been making you to lose. Land, don't be afraid. Be glad and rejoice. The Lord has done great things. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Don't be afraid. You animals of the field for the pastures of the wilderness spring up for the great bears in its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their field. Their strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he gives you the former rain in just the measure. Be glad because there is a former rain that is coming back. Be glad. And he causes the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the latter rain as before. 
Listen, the Lord says, listen right now. Even if you have looked and you saw like as if things are getting finished and the Lord says the threshing floors will be full of the wheat and the vats will overflow with the new wine and oil. I will restore the years. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I love this. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Look back and think whatever things that has been eaten from you. Look back and think whatever things that has been taken from you. And the Lord says, I will restore. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Lord is about to restore everything that has been eaten from you. The, by the great locust, the grasshopper, and the caterpillar, the great army, which the Lord sent. But he says, right now, I want to restore everything. I can see your obedience. I can see that you walk in holiness. I can see that you walk in righteousness. Now it is the time that I must restore. I can see that you have won back and you have said to yourself, I am repenting. You will know that among Israel and that I am the Lord your God and there is no one else and my people will never again be disappointed. And it will happen after that that I will pour out my spirit on, the, on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Listen to me. I've got a picture of Peter in this day of the Pentecost standing right on the gate, the eastern gate in Jerusalem ministering to a people and they do not understand what is happening. He started early hours of the morning. Now is in the afternoon. It's the hour of prayer. It's the hour of two o'clock and he speaks these words and he says, the Lord says he will restore everything that has been stolen from you. Everything that has been eaten by a locust. And Peter rises up a very bold voice and he says, then you will know that there is God in Israel. Hallelujah. There is a restoration in your life. You have been only focusing on one area. You have been focusing on the fact that there are pains that are coming against you. You have been focusing on one area that you see things are going away from you. But I want to tell you, you must now change your focus. Look into the restoration that is taking place. It will happen afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Listen to me. The Bible says, on the day of the Pentecost, right in Jerusalem, years after Prophet Joel has spoken this thing, the Bible says different tongues, they came upon them. The tongues of fire, they came upon them. And I want to tell you today, there is a tongue of fire that is coming upon you right now. When you speak with that tongue, you will prophesy the future. When you speak with that tongue, your vision will be restored. When you speak with that tongue, you will dream better dreams. I want to tell you something that you've got to start today to say, I want to speak something different with my tongue. Because I've got a tongue of fire. You've got to say to yourself, I want to speak something different. I want to declare something different. Because I walk with the tongue of fire. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Lord says, I will show wonders in heavens and in the earth. The Lord will show wonders. Right in your presence. God will show wonders right in your life. The Lord will show wonders right in you. You will speak something and it shall come to pass. You will prophesy. And the Lord says, your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. You will start to see your vision anew. You have lost the position of your vision. But I want to tell you something. It is the day that your vision is being renewed today.
Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You have allowed the enemy to play against your vision too much. You have allowed the enemy to play with you too much. You have said to the enemy, Aha, I am going with you. But I want to tell you something. This is the day that the Lord is showing you wonders. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. You are my one defense, my righteousness. Oh God, how I need you right now. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You have allowed the laughter to break, to make you not to run. You have allowed the laughter to make you not to be able to run as you are supposed to run. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want you to help yourself today. Whatever the enemy has been continuing to whisper to your ears. And I want you to push it away. And I want you to take the word of God. Let the word of God be the one that speaks to your ears. Let the word of God be the one that is making you right. You have this cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fierce drought and storm. That's Jesus Christ. You have what weight of love, what depth of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving cease, Jesus is with you. Your comforter, your all in all, he is a love, a one who is Christ and stand by your side. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I love the scripture that the Lord, I want to move from the book of Joel, but the Lord says, please go back. You will have plenty to eat and be satisfied. Verse 26 of chapter 2. You will have plenty to eat and be satisfied. And will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people will never again be disappointed. And the Lord says, you will never again be disappointed. Your enemies might have having a desire that you must be disappointed. And the Lord says, you shall not be disappointed. You will never again be disappointed. You will never again lack. You will never again be in a position of lack. You will have plenty in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You will know. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Joel chapter 2 verse 27. You will know that I am among. I am among Israel. He says you will know that I am among Israel. You will know that I am among Israel. And you will know God as I am in your life. You will know that as I am. And that I am the Lord. You will know that I am the Lord, your God. And there is no one else. And my people will never again be disappointed. You have been walking a lot of times, being very disappointed. Because someone disappointed you. But the Lord says, it is not among, it is not along, it is not about, it is not about people who disappointed you. But it is about you. Knowing that God will carry you. You shall not walk with disappointments. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are starting a series today that we will be praying on the next eight days. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The word in season and out of season. We will live in the word in season and out of season. And the word of God will be the answer in everything that they ask us. And they ask the question, then it will be the word of God. Hallelujah. Till he returns or calls me home. Yea, in the power of Christ I will stand. No power or hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Till he returns, 
Glory to Jesus. Oh, he calls me home. Yeah. In the power of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We live in the word. The word is in us. In season and out of season. Listen to me. The Lord says, glory to Jesus Christ. This is the word of God. And it will happen afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Hallelujah. <clears throat> we bless you, Father. <clears throat> we bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. Oh, my Father. Thank you, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You know what? I wanted to talk to you this afternoon about something that has been so powerful while I've been seated alone since after the Sabbath service. The Lord ordered me to just be on my own, do introspection to myself, look into myself. Hallelujah. And I had to really sit there. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. <clears throat> I just don't know what, what actually, out of the blue, then the Lord was, <clears throat> was showing me Said Arabia. And then I, I had this passion about Said Arabia. While I started to have the passion about Said Arabia and about the, the Islamic and the Muslim people, and the Lord said, I have called Tembila for that. Yeah. <clears throat> Glory to Jesus. In every generation, God raises up a person to address and confront a spiritual attack of that time. And the Lord says, <clears throat> I am, I've called Tembile. I am raising him for, I'm raising him for a spiritual attack of that time. I believe in my heart so strong. That Saint Arabia, Muslim people, and the Lord was, was worse as I was praying. Then he showed me in one year when Tembile was ministering. I'm saying this internationally. I'm saying this, and, uh, and I know this. I'm talking about Tembile Makeba. I know that there are people that are listening from the Arab, from the, you know, from the, from the Ar Saint Arabia, the Arabic countries. Muslim, I want you to know there is Tembile Makeba that the Lord has raised and he has called because he said to me, in every generation, I raise up a person to address and confront the spiritual, the spiritual attacks of that time. And as I was praying and the Lord says, I will make her in one year to lead 2.5 million Muslims to Christ. And he says, the only thing that she must rise up with, she must start to pray for them with love. She must start to love them. I strongly believe in my heart that the Lord Jesus Christ has raised her up to deal with the enemy and his kingdom of darkness to bring a supernatural awakening to the body of Christ in this 21st century. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody is, is you know, I know I'm going to be rebuked for this. How can you say this prophecy in an international broadcasted position? But I've got to say it so that it can cross the seas. It can cross the deserts. It can enter the places. There are people that have been misled. There are people that are seeking the power of God. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And, and, and I know right now, <laughs> I know right now there are some people who are saying, how can he speak this thing? Lord, thank you. You made me to say it. I've spoken it. Glory to Jesus. Let, let, me, let me talk about what I was, I, was, I was focusing on. One of the things that, you know, baffles my mind is how important the church has become in the face of a rampant evil. How the church has become so weakened. How the church has not risen up with power. We have lost our fight 
Let me give you a stark contrast to this failure. I have seen people moving out of the gospel, not preaching the word in season and out of season. When there is a season, they look into their bank accounts. It becomes a season of preaching money. Even when God says, call unto repentance, call unto holiness, call unto people coming back to Christ. It saddens me as a follower of Jesus Christ that the church has neglected its calling to be armed and dangerous. Where are the generals? We are called to be a wage spiritual warfare. We are called to wage spiritual warfare at the highest level because we are seated with Jesus Christ in the highest heavens in a position of authority. We are equipped to kick in the gates of hell according to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2. But we have left our post. The church has neglected to destroy the fiery darts of the evil one. David said to the Lord, Blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hand for war and my fingers for battle. Psalm 144 verse 1. And also makes a feet like Yin's feet and sets me upon my high places. He trains my hands for battle so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. Psalm 18 verse 33 to 34. David was saying that the Lord was teaching him offense so he could destroy anything in front of him that oppose his work, his walk with God and his purpose and destiny. Hallelujah. You may say to me, what is an offense? I'm glad you ask. Offense is to be spiritual aggressive and consistent in opposing the fiery darts of the enemy without hesitation, without losing ground in our faith and then pushing forward. What has weakened the church is because we are always waiting for the enemy to attack. We are not rising up and praying. We are waiting for something to happen. Then we start to pray. Hallelujah. There is an, an amazing story, saints. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There is an amazing story that you can find in the Bible. In the Old Testament, about how God displayed his awesome power by visiting 10 plagues upon Pharaoh and the Egypt army that had been keeping the Israelites captive. And his display was undeniable. God had made a promise to the Israelites that you could take them into a land flowing with milk and honey. It was called the promised land. I think this will also surprise you because when I look into it, it really surprised me. It surprised me the fact that the Lord called it the promised land. Listen to me, why it surprised me. I had one problem when I, every time I read the story, I had one problem with this story, that the land is called the promised land. The land was already occupied. And then I said to myself, how can God say it is a promised land, but it is occupied? Listen to me. I want you to write it down. Your promised land is occupied. I want you to write it down. Your promised land is occupied. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I was seated, but I had to stand when I understand that my promised land is already occupied. Your promised land is already occupied. How amazing that God will promise you a victory, but you must go and fight for it, even though the victory is already won. It sounds like... <laughs> It sounds like an oxymoron. Not only is God testing your faith to see if you take him at his word, but he wants to see if you too will step out in faith to accomplish the mission. 
Your promised land is occupied. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Jesus, I can't sit down with this because my land, my promised land is occupied. Hallelujah. My promised land is occupied. As the Israelites went out and fight for their land, their God-given territory. So it is today for believers in Jesus. Today we as the church have been given a promise for the cause of Christ and we must fight for our promised land. <clears throat> Your land is already occupied. But it is your promised land. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This, 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 this shot at me. We fight for our purpose, our destiny, our salvation, our families, our loved ones, and even for the unbelievers in the world so they too can have an opportunity to make it into the cross. We are the soldiers and the ambassadors of, of an army so elite and the words cannot adequately describe it. Hallelujah. God has not called us to be a Moses generation that dies in the desert. Yet, many today are dying in the wilderness of their calling. Many hundreds and thousands of people they are found in the desert. They are found moving from one place to another place. They are not stable. They are dying in the desert because they haven't found their stability. They don't know that this is their land. The only thing is occupied. I want you to declare and decree and say, I shall not die in the wilderness. I want you to decree and declare, I shall not die in the wilderness. One thing that I have noticed and one thing that I have learned in my life of working with Jesus is that storms do not last. One thing I have learned in my life working with Jesus is that storms do not last. One thing that I have experienced, one thing that I have seen, storms do not last. Often in the battle, in the battle, I feel like the woman with the issue of the blood, spiritual weak at times, exhausted in hundred ways, even testing discouragement. But I have learned to push my way through in the power of the Holy Spirit, touch the hem of his garment and get my victory. Storms do not last. I shall not die in the wilderness. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Storms do not last. Storms, they can come, but if you can have one thing, if you can have the courage, if you can have one courage of the woman, of the issue of the blood, and say, Holy Spirit, carry me now. There is a storm. It looks like I'm dying, but I'm going to die. Irrespective of the years that I've been having the issue of the blood, I'm rising above it. I'm going to catch and touch the hem of his garment. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. The, listen to me. The Lord is looking for a people that will not say, I'm depending upon the man of God to touch me. The people that will say, I am pushing until I touch the hem of his garment. I am pushing until I touch the hem of Jesus himself. You'll be waiting to be touched. Maybe we are out of the queue. They are still waiting for Mazondi, who's a good giver. Praise God. Hallelujah. In my life of storms, I've learned to push my way through in the power of the Holy Spirit in order to touch Jesus. Sometimes I've got a crazy thinking. I've got a crazy thinking sometimes. 
Sometimes I've got a crazy thinking of saying, no matter the storm, raise me up. No matter the storm, push me forward. I always say, I am in this thing to win it. And I am in it for life. I am in it to win it. And I am in it for life. When Jesus Christ wakes me up every morning, I know the devil is in trouble. I am God's secret weapon. And so are you. You are God's secret weapon. Wherever you are, that's why the enemy never stops to fight you. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. For we are God's secret weapon. Listen to me. We are all in the church of Jesus Christ, but many of us are sitting with our hands folded or wishfully thinking that the devil will go away. We may even bring our situation into pity parties. That God, this is not the case in all churches, but for the church, it is time to take a stand. No more petty cake with the devil. Later, Lord, and, and later you say to yourself, I have been pity partying myself. We need to understand the patterns and the cycles of the evil one against our lives and how to dismantle and destroy them. Because we are the church of Jesus Christ. God has called us to be a spiritual snipers and bring it into the devil like he has never seen before. We have the authority. We have the mandate to destroy his works because the Son of God appeared to this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. According to 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. I don't know whether are you ready to fight. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. When we started, we started in the book of Jewel. We started in the book of Amos chapter 9. Where the Lord spoke the prophetic words. And he moved us into the book of Jewel chapter 2. When the Lord declared the prophetic words. And now the Lord says, I, you are my weapon. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I've got one question to ask you. The ultimate question that I want to ask you. Why are you as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ taking such a pounding from the forces of darkness? Why are you allowing the enemy can you believe when the enemy even uses a simplest tactic of the gossipers simplest tactic that you have never thought about it then the enemy uses that why do you allow the enemy to use things that are the smallest of them all it should not be this way It shall not be this way. Time it again, I see the children of the Lord every day getting into the dark world. When Christ said at the cross, it is finished, he gave us victory according to the book of John chapter 19 verse 30. John 19 verse 30. But what I see is a church lying bleeding on the battlefield. Where are you, child of God? I read the book of Joel chapter 2, that it brought us into the church in the book of Acts. It was a force to be reckoned with spiritual spirituality. The church was respected and held in high regard. Hell trembled when it had the names of the apostles. Jesus given us 
everything we need to be victorious against the wicked schemes that the enemy and his cronies throw at us. When Jesus told Peter that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church, it was settled in the book of Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. Why have we and the church at large cowered from this calling try to be politically and spiritually correct instead? Could it be that we are overdosing on the study of the theology of focusing too much on spirituality yet in denial about the power we carry in Jesus? We are in denial about the power that we carry. Apostle Paul write to his son Timothy about people who have a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, warning him from such a turn away. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 5, the Bible is warning us to say, let's not have a form of godliness but we are denying the power that Jesus has clothed us with when Paul was writing to his son Timothy maybe he was writing about many of us why do we deny the power that we carry in Jesus why are we so afraid to talk about the devil or expose him or even talk about the spiritual warfare we act like we are committing blasphemy against the Holy Spirit and walk and act shall as if the church have committed ultimate sin when we talk about deliverance. When we say, I preach deliverance. When we say, I pray deliverance. I know after this because I have spoken so much. Some people will send me messages and say, you shouldn't have said that about um, Prophetess Tembile Magema that is called for Said Arabia. He is called, she is called to release deliverance in Said Arabia. She must start practicing it here. Speak deliverance where she's working, wherever she is, even when she is in a shop, even wherever in a mall, she must start to declare deliverance, preach deliverance. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because the devil has put that fear in the church today. Do you think that if you do not expose the devil or talk about spiritual warfare, the enemy will not mess with you? Think again. The war is already taking place. Do you think if you say, I am tired, I have been praying so much, I cannot go on, I am leaving this thing, I don't want to fight. I cannot go on and fight. Do you think the devil will leave you? You are playing. Wake up and be the true church of Jesus Christ, armed and ready to war in battle. You need to rise up and say, I'm feeling the love of the church of God. And say your complaint testimony. It's when you have preached to so many nations. You have delivered so much of the gospel of Jesus Christ to so many people. That must be your desire. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You need to rise and say one day I want to be a strong. I want to be a strong believer. I want to be the one that has preached. I want to be the one that has stood against witchcraft. I want to be the one that has begun to speak the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. The enemy is looking for a day. Every day is looking for a day when you look into your finances. <laughs> because your truth in Christ is only based in how much do you have? When you look into your finances and you see that the bank account is looking like it's getting disappearing, 
And then you want to ask if God is still there. Oh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, glory to Jesus. Above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things. There is Jesus Christ. There is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. You need to move from that status of giving up. You need to move from that status of saying, I'm not going on. You need to say to yourself, I'm going to hold this. Bring it more. Listen to me. God will baptize you in an anguish so you can understand his heartbeat for his church. It is an amazing experience. Yet something you must really ask for. God will baptize you in an anguish to understand his heartbeat about you. God will baptize you today in an anguish that you can fully understand how it is to have a golden heart for the Lord. Feeling the burden for your family, feeling the burden for a church, feeling the burden for other people around you. Let me tell you some of the things that I see today. They remind me the condition of the church in Prophet Ezekiel and the value of the dry bones. This amazing account in the Old Testament tells about an incredible group of people who were handpicked by God but somehow lost their way and ended up, ended up spiritual dry and thirsty unable to find their way back to the perfect will of God. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The value of the dry bones In the book of Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 1 to 2, it is like a church today. The Lord took me off me and I was carried away by the spirit of the Lord to the valley with the bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. This is what Ezekiel says. You know what? Although this chapter of Ezekiel refers to the nation of Israel, it also applies symbolically to how God will raise up a watchman on the wall to speak to the compromising church, the church that has lost its way and stumbles in deception and has often ended up in the, I mean, in the enemy's camp. Hallelujah. You find yourself in the enemy's camp. Please. I'm not saying I'm a watchman on the wall. But I'm saying you are the watchman on the wall. The Lord has called you as a watchman on the wall. You are called by God as a watchman on the wall. You've got to come out and address this. You've got to address the condition of the church today with love. Someone who really loves the church of Jesus Christ, you've got to address the fact that the church is not rising up and fight. There are times, saints, when we have to get radical. If you look in for an example, 
in an account of David in the Old Testament, was running away from King Saul and ran straight into the Philistines' camp and became trapped. David found his way back to the place that God wanted him to be by acting like a madman so that the Philistines' king will dismiss him. In 1 Samuel chapter 21, verse 10 to 13. Let's get back to the account of the, of the prophet Ezekiel. The Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a value of the field with the bones. Ezekiel chapter, seven, chapter 37 verse 1. This group of people had experienced an incredible encounter with God himself. Yet through sin and disobedience, they ended up in the place of death. God has an extraordinary mercy and love for us today. Yes, as the compromising church, if we do not take heed of the spiritual situation that are taking us, we are taking things lightly and do not hear the warning signs, we can end up in our own valley of the dry bones. Let's do things in a radical, different way. In the book of Exodus, some people that were writing about the Israelites were in bondage for many years, a lot like we were before coming to Christ. These wonderful people saw the mighty hand of God move in Egypt. The same way that God moved in our lives when we were still trapped in the enemy's camp they saw the incredible power of god by the way they brought 10 plagues on egypt to set them free against all odds we too have seen the incredible hand of god in our lives and he has set us free from our own egypt god has so much for us let us live our lives through these amazing examples so we do not fall into the same dry bones conditions. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I told you something when I started here. I said God did something that is amazing. Your land. Hallelujah. Your promised land. It's occupied. Hallelujah. The more you sleep, the more you sit, the more you don't pray. Just know your land. Your promised land is occupied. There are people that have occupied your land. Your land, your promised land is occupied. Too many times we give in easy to the enemy instead of resisting him. Being consistent in Christ, taking the offensive in the Holy Spirit and crushing the works of darkness. That is what it means to be armed and dangerous. That is what it means to rise up and be powerful. That is what it means to carry the whole full armor of God. If we have been the mighty works, if we have, I mean, if we have seen the mighty works of God and what God has done for us, just as the Israelites saw what God did for them, why are we allowing the enemy of own, to, to own the real estates in our lives? Why are we allowing the enemy to own the real estates in our lives? Why are we allowing the enemy to continue to occupy our land? Your promised land is occupied. Your promised marriage is occupied. Your promised future is occupied. Your breakthrough is occupied. It is occupied, but you need to fight to get it. Maybe your husband is somewhere, is lying on the ground as we speak under the bridge. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's how things are occupied. Hallelujah. It's important that you drive out the enemies that have occupied your land. It's important that you drive out anything and anyone in any area that has occupied your business, your future, your vision. Hallelujah. 
Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see it. Jesus, shine your light, let the whole world see it. You can move the mountains, oh my God. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As we're about to finish, the Bible says, in the book of Matthew 25, verse 1 to 13, the story of the virgins. Jesus says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall like be, shall be likened to the ten virgins, who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took the oil with their vessels, with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept and slept. When you read the story of the ten visions, I want you to notice that all ten visions dressed the same, looked the same, and even carried the same lamps. The women who represent members of the church all fell asleep. And we are in the same position. And we are in the same position that we find ourselves sleeping. Sometimes we find ourselves without the oil. And then we become foolish. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I want to tell you something today. Rise up from the sleeper. Take your position. Carry your lamp and carry your oil. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you because you raise me up. I am strong when I'm not. I'm on your shoulders. You raise me up to more than I can be. There is no life, no life without its hunger, O oh Lord. We thank you, Father, today. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, O oh blessed one. We thank you, O oh great Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. We bless your holy name. We bless your greatness. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.